Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. All right, so now for the August giveaway. If you have yet to leave me a rating and review, I'm giving away to one lucky winner a copy of The Perfection Detox by Petra Kolberm. It's all about taming your inner critic, living bravely, and unleashing your joy. So if you haven't left a rating and review yet, head on over to your podcast app of choice or open up iTunes, leave me a rating and review in the month of August. So you have up until Friday, August 31st to leave me a rating and review, and then I'm going to pick one lucky winner. So as always, this helps other alpha females find this show so that they can learn how to create work-life harmony for themselves. So you're helping out your fellow alpha female and potentially winning a book for yourself. So thank you always for listening, and I appreciate you if you leave a rating and review. You've heard me sharing about my Thriving for MS guide several weeks now, but I've actually adapted it so I could create a free guide for you to optimize five areas of your life that are the building blocks of your overall health. It's everything I wish I had known to take care of myself before my MS diagnosis happened. I believe that those who thrive living with an autoimmune disease have been gifted with a sidekick and it's our duty to teach others about proactive health, even before it becomes a pain point in your life. So I've put together a guide on the five building blocks of health. You can find out how to eat right for your body, different ways of moving your body, getting yourself into an amazing fitness or movement routine, learn how to get better quality and quantity of sleep. Learn to decrease that stress and really manage it, and then reduce toxic load on your body. So download the free guide at bit.ly forward slash health building blocks. That's bit.ly forward slash health building blocks and blocks is plural. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please message me on Instagram once you download it and let me know how it is serving you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 135. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Emily Pereira. Emily was once entrenched in the corporate world, searching for happiness and fulfillment everywhere except for where it really exists. She had a breakdown that became an astonishing breakthrough after discovering a treasure trove of passion and magic living inside her she was previously blind to. Now she's helping other women attract soul-affirming love into their lives by showing them how to assess their magnetic, radiant selves via one-on-one coaching and transformational Costa Rican retreats where she lives. Her ebook, Unstoppable Woman, is available on Amazon, and she's got a memoir in the works. So she's a mompreneur living her dream life in Costa Rica, and she's giving other women a map for how to manifest a life that is in alignment with their heart. 
we recorded and it was so lovely. It was really calming to chat with her. And now I just want to go to Costa Rica and hang out with her. You'll hear Costa Rican birds in the background. Um, and I thought it was going to be distracting for the listeners. And then afterwards, when I re-listened, I was just like, no, it kind of just puts us there. And it makes you think that we're having a chat on the beach together. So I can't wait for you to hear this interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to the show, Emily. Hi, how are you, Robin? So happy to be here. So happy to have you on the show. And I love that we can hear birds in the background. So we read in your interview that you're in Costa Rica. I am assuming those are Costa Rican birds. (laughs) They are. Costa Rican birds and insects and there's an iguana in front of me on the tree. That's amazing. Okay, so when you first read the definition of what we believe an alpha female is over here in this community... What did you think of it? And how do you see yourself as one? I was like, oh, this is totally my girl. Um, No, I love what you're doing. And it really resonates with me. I um, especially not as much when I was younger, um, but as I've really sort of grown into myself, I really resonate with this definition, Um, especially around really putting yourself first. Because I've just found that if I don't put myself first, I'm literally of no use to anybody else. It's just like my vibration is lower. I have less to give. And when I'm taking time for myself and putting myself first and really investing in my passions and my creations, it's just like, it's like I'm just completely filling my cup. And then it's just so easy for me to manage obstacles in my day. It's... um easier for me just to be in a greater connective with my man, my baby, my friends, that my clients. So that part really resonates with me. Mm, I love it. Did you ever have like one moment where you realized you had been putting other people first or was it kind of like a culmination of a whole bunch of scenarios? Yeah. You know, I just, I don't think that that's something that we're really taught as, as women, especially, you know, and because we are innately nurturers, we sort of get this confused that, you know, I don't even know if anyone even overtly tells us, but there's sort of this, you know, pervasive idea that if we take care of everybody else, somehow we're magically going to be okay. No, it's so true. I was doing the most fun task on my website this morning. I was cleaning up SEO links. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) Which means I went through absolutely every single blog post that I've ever written since 2009. Oh, wow. Right. And I found um, back in 2012, um, I had picked up Shailene Johnson's book, Push, and It talks about goal setting and push goals and health goals and like looking at your life in different categories. And I read my um, my priorities post. And at the time I was engaged to be married and my listeners know that I called off my wedding, um, later that year and left a very toxic relationship. But in my priorities post at like the beginning of 2012, I had written that my top priority was to my now ex fiance, my family and my friends. My second priority was my health. And my third priority was my career. And (laughs) at the end of that year, I kind of shared on my blog that I'm changing my priorities because I realized why so many things fell apart was because I wasn't putting myself first. Such a powerful recognition. Yeah. And I was taught that like, I need to be there for my family. And so when I, you know, was engaged, I was like, I have to put this person before anything else. 
I had an experience in my 20s. Um, I had a long-term relationship that was like six six years long. And this this person, you know, we kind of grew up together and he started a very successful company. He was one of the original MySpace founders. And during his kind of rise with that, I, you know, I had different dreams and different things I sort of wanted to pursue. And he'd be like, well, you're just going to quit your job anyways, because we're going to go travel after I sell the company. So it kind of just like, I was like, okay. And I like deferred to him and, you know, he was under a lot of stress and doing things. So it'd be like, if he needed his dry cleaning picked up, I'd drive clear across town to pick up his dry clean. I'd get up early to make him breakfast. I'd, I'd do all of the stuff to sort of support him in this life that I thought we were going to have. And then, you know, right around six years, I found out he cheated on me and we ended up breaking up. And I really, at that time, that was sort of like my breakdown. I was 28 years old that ended up becoming the greatest gift of my life. But it um, really taught me the value that I need to put myself first and invest in my own life and my own creations. And then I can meet a man more as my equal and connect in that way. And if we grow in different directions, that it's really far less of a detriment to me. Yeah. So would you say like right after that happened, you, it was just like aha moment. Like I need to take better care of myself. Yes. I mean, I I went into a very dark spiral for a, for a brief period because, you know, it's like I moved out of our beachfront home into a smaller apartment. All of our mutual friends sort of quietly went with him. I had the beginning of some, some health issues that I didn't understand yet. And, um, but fortunately the forces of the universe connected me with this spiritual teacher who, you know, back in 2006, I knew, you know, absolutely squat about spirituality. This is before, you know, inspirational messages on Instagram and everything. Um, I mean, the guy may as well have been the Easter Bunny for all I knew. But, uh, but I soon found that he had information that's not in books and hands that can literally heal your body. And he just gifted me with an entirely new lens to see myself and the world. And one of the things that he said to me, um, he, he ran me through this little exercise. I want you to imagine that you are five years old and that your teacher gives you a tray of cookies and says, pass a cookie out to everybody in the class and then take one for yourself. And so I'm like, imagining this, I'm super excited. I love cookies. I'm passing the cookies out to everybody. And I get to the last kid and he takes the cookie and I look down at the tray and there's just a few crumbs. And how would you feel if there was just a few crumbs? You'd be really disappointed because you really wanted your cookie. Exactly. And so it was like, imagine a different scenario that your teacher says, take a cookie, put it in your pocket and now pass a cookie out to everybody in the class. Well, you get to the last kid and there's not enough cookies. What is the natural inclination? You can share your cookie. Yeah. You can share your cookie in your pocket. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's life. You know, if we are constant, if we don't put cookies in our pocket, we'd really have nothing to give to anybody else. And that's when our vibration is low, our light is dim, and we really aren't attracting the stuff that we want into our lives. So after he ran me through that little exercise, I was on a whole new path. Gotcha. And then you started taking much better care of yourself. You kind of um, transformed your life. And now, now you're doing that for others. So we read in your bio, um, you know, that you, I guess, call yourself like a, a life love coach and a transformational retreat hostess. So how are you kind of scheduling your days and creating work-life harmony for yourself? Oh my gosh. After, I mean, I, I just turned 40 this year and I have to say that I am 
I'm having the best harmony of my life, believe it or not. Um, it's taken me a long time to get here. But um, but yeah, I get up. I, I have a little baby. She is 11 months old. And I am so grateful to be able to pretty much be at the house with her most of the day. And I get up early with the son. And my man is very involved and loves being a father. So he takes her in the morning for a little jungle walk. And I get to wake up and go outside and stretch. And I like to do a little journaling and breathing and a little dance party. Um, And then he comes back and then our amazing niñera, which is our nanny, comes and she's here for the morning part so I can work and do my things, but, but I'm here as well. And Sometimes I may have a client call or I get to be on a podcast. Um, I'm a writer, so I love the mornings for writing. Just so much clarity in the morning. So I sit down in my little garden and just with with my laptop and get my writing done. And then my nanny leaves at noon and then I'm, I'm in mom mode. And then for the rest of the day, we go and have fun adventures and we go down to the beach or we go to a music class and various things like that. And usually in the afternoon, the entire town sort of takes a moment for sunset, which is something that I just love here. So we either go to the beach and meet friends or we have this amazing lookout point that looks out over the ocean that we go to. And we just take time and come back and make dinner, bath time and in bed pretty early, like nine o'clock. Yeah, same, except I don't get the same sunset ritual as um, I spent a, a week in Nicaragua and it was the same kind of, you know, every single night we would gather on the the roof of the surf camp and watch the sunset. So I can only um, imagine doing that every single day. I know people that live along the ocean have that type of ritual and it's, um, it's amazing to hear. Yeah. And usually probably like three days a week, I get to go surfing, which is another major highlight of my life. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, And I love that you're a morning writer too. Like I kind of, my brain kind of shuts down past like 2 p.m. So I (laughs) I get up at 5 a.m. to do my side hustle work. And then even at the full-time job, I'm most productive in the morning. um, And the afternoon is spent on more kind of tasks that don't need don't need problem brain. solving brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, um, what are you, what would you say you're most passionate about and would it happen to have to do like with anything that you're writing right now? <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting that you asked that question because I'm at a point in my life where I'm literally exploding with various passions. Um, there was a time in my life where I felt so apathetic. I really didn't have a lot of passions and I wasn't even giving myself really permission to dream. And it wasn't until I started working with that teacher that I mentioned, um, that he helped me see that I was actually freezing myself out of my, my natural passion to create with my attempt to be perfect. And, he's just said to me, he's like, you know, you don't have to be perfect to participate. You just have to give yourself permission to be the beginner. The beginner isn't supposed to know anything. So the beginner can never fail. And I was like, well, when you say it like that, it's pretty obvious, but I had really had missed it for, you know, the first like 28 years of my life. And so with that shift in perspective, after literally not writing anything in like 11 years, besides 
I don't know, maybe like emails and the occasional thank you letter. I, um, I sat down and I wrote a book and this book is, um, really my, my story of transformation. But the, the interesting thing about it is the book itself transformed me. It really, it really returned me to, it it revealed my, my own authentic self to myself and, and showed me my vulnerability. And so I, have finished the first book and I'm now in the process of bringing it into the world. So connecting with different agents and things like that. And now I'm halfway through the second book. Gotcha. So the first one is Unstoppable Woman. Well, the first, that's my ebook. So, um, so that's, that's just a little book that I wrote. That's, that's kind of a snapshot. Um, but this book is memoir and it's a 300 page memoir called The Quest. And it's the quest from the Hollywood Hills to the Amazon jungle. One woman's search for enough. Gotcha. What's the beginner book? The beginner book. You changed the name. Yes. So. Your podcast peeps told me that's what it was called. Yes. No, it's called The Quest. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, oh, there's so many things. It's almost like you've given yourself permission to live the life that the world told you you shouldn't. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I don't even know, you know, I, I joke around, you know, I grew up in the, the Sex and the City era and it's like, you know, we were sort of led to believe that you get the career, you get the man, you get the beautiful red bottom sold shoes, like you're going to be good. Yeah. Like check, check, <laughs> and check. I can check, check, check. I got all those things. <laughs> and I can tell you, I was not good. Yeah. We, we used to watch sex in the city as like marathons in university. And I actually, I think I wrote a blog post that like sex in the city screwed me up. Like, <laughs> oh God, I'm so with you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually mad that I like, I shouldn't have watched that when my brain was still developing. (laughs) No, I can completely relate. And, and no, it really is. I've found that, you know, while those things are nice, the, the true essence of feeling so radiantly alive and connected to self really does come from the creative. And, you know, it really requires that, you know, permission leads us to our passion and passion leads us to our purpose. And I had no idea that the creative was so closely linked with spiritual growth. And as I, I wrote, I started to write my book and then that like opened these floodgates and I began to play guitar and sing and write songs and paint paintings and do improv. And I ended up dancing in a burlesque troupe. And it was just this massive explosion of creative passion went off in my life, but you know, which was cool in itself. But I had no idea that that was going to create a cascade of spiritual changes that really, you know, one of the main things, you know, I I alluded that it, that it, you know, helped me connect with my authentic, vulnerable self. But what that did was really plant seeds of self-worth. You know, we're sort of led to believe that, you know, network network. Net worth equals self-worth when in reality, it's everyday seeds of authenticity, vulnerability, and integrity that allow us to look in the mirror and go, I like you. <laughs> you don't have it all together, but I still like you. And what I found is in my other life that was very glamorous and I had all the stuff of life, it never felt like it was enough. And I realized it's not until we feel like we're enough that it will feel like it's enough. So what would you say to the Instagram influencer who is living in Malibu and 
chasing all the stuff that you had? Like, what would you say to her? And, um, like, how would you hold her hand and kind of speak to her in a way where she might be open to hearing that the path she's taking isn't going to tell her she's worth it? Right. Well, first I would just give her a big hug and just say, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you know, we as women, we have these really magical powers. I mean, as, as all humans, but I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm more intimately connected with the female experience. And we start to like put on these identities, almost like, it's like, imagine you're wearing this big, this gorgeous dress that just makes you feel like the most alive, radiant person in the world, a woman in the world. And then we put on an overcoat and then a parka and then like some waiters and a hat. And we put on all this stuff that we think is going to protect us or we think is going to do something for us. And we actually start to really disconnect from that true radiance that's just innate to who we are. And so we start seeking sparkly things outside of us, believing that these sparkly things are going to somehow make us feel light but really it's going inside and reconnecting with that inner light that shines no matter what is happening on the external plane. Mm -hmm. We've been taught so much um, from, you know, media that we consumed when we were younger to even media today, no matter how much you protect your space, um, that we always need to fix something. And I came to a realization um, that although... I'm no longer trying to quote unquote fix myself. I was for so many years because, you know, I allowed myself to be in a toxic relationship. So I wasn't trying to play the victim mentality. I was, you know, raising my hand and saying, I participated in this relationship. I stayed in this relationship longer than I should have. So I wasn't a victim, even though I was treated poorly, um, And then I started a self-development journey of healing my heart. And even though, you know, we use the words healing our hearts, I was trying to fix my heart. I was trying to fix a broken heart. And then when I was diagnosed with MS in 2014, I started optimizing my health and using that language. But really, I was trying to fix a disease in my body. And so even all the things that I've done as I've become more wise, enlightened, whatever term you want to use, I'm still like, quote unquote, trying to fix myself. Um, and even if I don't use that language, um, it self-consciously is still kind of pervasive. Um, so I find it fascinating. And I think the purpose of my long, like monologue there (laughs) was just that, that like, we come, we come to like a realization that we don't need to be fixed, but then how do we unlearn all of those subconscious beliefs that have kind of been ingrained in us for such a long time? Like that's where I'm at a loss. Yeah. You know, so what I have found on my journey, you know, one thing is we're going to be on this journey, you know? So, you know, I'm sitting here looking out at the jungle and I'm seeing, you know, just life and nature exploding everywhere around me. And what it has taught me is that if there is one, directive for nature, it is to grow. And we, and we are nature. So while we aren't necessarily fix, you know, we can change that around from fixing to really that we, we want to keep growing, you know, even, even in the good times, it feels so good to grow because where we expand, that's where the light can come in. And so what I have found is that if 
I am in pain of any kind, whether that is physical or emotional, I'm in some sort of an illusion in my life. And so that's like my clue. So if I'm in pain, I can say, okay, well, what, what is this illusion that I'm working with and, and begin to tune in or seek assistance from my teacher who I'm very tapped into the clairvoyance because I believe that there is real value in getting information, um, from, from other realms and, and information that I can't see. Um, at that moment, I look back on my life, my younger years and all, anytime I was in pain or anytime I was striving or trying to prove, you know, and just taking that sort of back to the Instagram influencers, putting out an image that wasn't 100% authentic on some level, I was in an illusion. And the illusion for a lot of that was that I'm not enough just as I am. So I need to project some better version of myself. I need to pretend I need to perform. And the more that I have grown my own authenticity, and you know, it is an endless journey. I will continue to be on this for this lifetime and many to come. But, um, but, I, but I do recognize there's been quite a bit of progress since I started this 12 years ago. Okay. So as you're moving through this journey, let's get into kind of some nitty gritties of how you take care of yourself. So if I say, how do you nourish yourself? How would you answer? Well, I'm on a very interesting journey at the moment. I am on day 46 of a hundred percent fruit. Okay. So that is a very, you know, we have to go back a little bit to, to let you know how I got here. And, and that really is, is, as you know, I alluded to is when I first was in my twenties, there was some beginning rumblings of my body sort of like ringing an alarm. But at that point in my life, I was working a lot. I was working over it. I was working out over it. I was shopping over it. I was traveling over it, going seeing concerts over it, um, creating, you know, relationship, you know, loves and breakup drama over it. You know, I wasn't really ready to address it. And, um, then when I was 36 years old, I decided to freeze my eggs. And when I did that, the cocktail of hormones that you know, you're given to make the process work sent my body into like red alert, you know, SOS, code red. Um, after, everything went really smooth with the actual procedure. But afterwards, I got the most painful, debilitating, really paralyzing um, chronic yeast infection that uh, of your greatest nightmares that you could ever imagine. It was like a fireplace poker poking me 24, seven, seven days a week. Um, so that's going to be, you know, real motivating to start getting some answers. And, you know, I did, I, I was diagnosed with candida. And so I did, you know, my research on candida and I got a lot of stuff back about, um, the candida diet, eliminating all sugars, all fruits, um, that kind of thing. And I followed it to a T. I mean, so, so, so carefully. I followed it, like not cheating at all. I, I saw so many different types of doctors, Chinese medicine, integrative medicine, traditional Western medicine, um, naturopaths, you know, and work doing energy healings, ayahuasca ceremonies. I mean, just you name it, I'm doing it um, to try to heal. And I did, I did a couple cleanses that did help, like actual pills that I took. Um, and then I was able to get pregnant. I met my man here in Costa Rica and we 
we, that's a whole other story, but we had a whirlwind romance. And when I was here on vacation in Costa Rica and he invited me to come back and live here and do life with him. And I was leading retreats here at the time for women and just felt really a call to return to nature and um, just that my spirit really wanted that and wanted a different way of life. I was living in Los Angeles before for 15 years. And we pregnant very easily on the very first try. Um, I think it was a month and a half before my 39th birthday. So I was like, I was feeling really good, you know, that I was healed enough to well, first of all, have sex, <laughs> but second of all, second of all, be able to, you know, create baby um, very effortlessly because I was so ill. I didn't know that if I had totally screwed up my hormones and that wasn't even going to be a possibility for me. Um, and during the pregnancy, something happened with the hormones. And, and this happens with many sort of conditions that people experience is that they get suppressed during the pregnancy. I mean, the body is so magical and so genius that during um, the pregnancy and breastfeeding, um, I pretty much had no symptoms of candida. And I was like, I'm healed. Woo-hoo, the baby healed me, you know, magical healer baby. I've heard that from other MS community people. I don't know what to call them, MSers. Um, it's the same thing that so many people with autoimmune disease, you know, get pregnant and all symptoms disappear. So I can echo that. Yes, it was really interesting to observe. But when I finished breastfeeding, it was like the body started ringing the alarm again. And I started it, it, very manageable symptoms at this point, especially compared to where I was before. And, you know, may, may, maybe would be okay living with them. But I just have this really strong feeling inside of me that the body is meant to work. Nature is meant to work. And we're part of nature. So what am I missing? And I just remember lying in bed, having this moment of just talking to my body and being like, I will do anything. Like, tell me, what am I missing? And I just heard this voice say, Candida is just the messenger. And I was just like, what the fuck is the message? You're like, can you please lay it out for me? Like I need, I need a map. (laughs) I do. I need like remedial here. Um, still didn't get the message. Then, um, I, I ended up doing another ayahuasca ceremony, which if your listeners don't know, it's, um, it's a vine that grows indigenous in the Amazon jungle. And there it's their primary medicine, you know, from healing everything from cancer to emotional issues, everything. It's, it's nothing you would do for recreation. It is, it is a journey, a difficult journey. And, um, but I was willing to do it. It's about four to six hours long. I was willing to do it. Like, my, and my eggs and avocado that I've been eating for the past four years, every single day, um, I literally had a gag reflex. And I was like, that's weird. And then the next, that same day, something on Facebook caught my eye called mucus free living. And something just, you know, drew me to this. And I, I explored it. And basically, this woman, Alexandra Cousins, um, has a group called Mucus Free Living that talks all about how the root of all dis-ease is actually mucus because certain foods that we eat are acidic and because the body doesn't want to have an acidic body, it creates a mucosal lining around it to protect the body. And not only that, because it's acidic, it wants to balance itself out with a base. So it will leach base minerals from the body, calcium being the most readily available. So Oftentimes, people who are very acidic have extreme calcium deficiencies, which I did. And so I 
research further, her inspiration was a renegade naturopath called Dr. Morris. And he has a very um, robust YouTube channel. And I just dove in probably 30 plus hours of research. I just want to um, ask for the calcium deficiency, did you work with a specific practitioner to find out what your deficiencies were? Yes. um, During the real sickness, I did a thing where I was getting oxygen taken out of my body and put it, putting through an oxygen chamber and coming back in. And, um, and I did a hair test at that time and saw all of my like heavy metals and um, calcium and everything like that. And it was, it was interesting to me because calcium was like very low. And I was just like, that's weird. Like, why would calcium be so, so low? But I didn't, I was taking calcium supplements, you know, I started taking calcium supplements and doing things like that. Well, from this new place that I've gone to with Dr. Morris is he says, don't take supplements because supplement, if you t- or you're taking something, you're telling your body not to make it. And so that really resonated with me. I was like, huh. And he's, his thing is that, you know, we are primates. We are large primates. What do large primates eat? They eat fruit and some leaves, but primarily fruit. And so I just dove deeper and just the people in his community just talk about the most spectacular healing journeys. I mean, huge tumors gone in four months and things like this in the comments of his YouTube channel. And so I was like, wow, this is interesting. So I did an iridology reading with their, um, a practitioner at his office where that's the study of the eye and you can see everything that's going on with your organs in your eyes and the, your right eye corresponds with the right side of your body and your left eye with the left side of your body. And so basically I have been on this detox journey and he says we can detox everything in our body for full cellular regeneration and healing. And this woman, Alexandra Cousins, you know, she healed her Hashimoto's thyroid, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, and a number of other things. And so I have been, after avoiding fruit for so many years and thinking fruit was the problem, I learned that fruit, which is fructose, is wrapped in fiber. So it actually has a very slow uptake into our bloodstream. And fruit is not the problem, but fruit exposes the problem. And and this is what I've learned is that this is Candida was the messenger letting me know that I had stagnant lymph, shot adrenals, and um, actually a lot of congestion in my pineal gland. So I have been on fruit for 46 days and I have never felt better. So how long are you supposed to be doing this? Like like, uh, eternally? Or is this like a specific time period? Well, the fruit alone will be a specific time period. And ultimately I'll transition to, I'm imagining I will transition myself into more like raw vegan. Um, But... Um, it's not like a two week thing, you know, it's, and, and I'm, and I'm just continuing on. It's, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy that I'm experiencing right now in my life because I'm finding a mental strength and clarity in my mind. Like when you're just talking about like the brain shuts off sort of at two o'clock, that's been my experience forever until I started eating fruit. Now I'm, now I'm writing in the night and having so much more sustained energy. Um, I'm, it's for the first time on all the, I, I did do a level of healing with the paleo and I do think that that helped me. And then it's like, here's the next thing. Yeah. And it's so true that our health journey is something that we need to constantly optimize. Like I've talked on this podcast forever that I've been on an autoimmune paleo protocol since my diagnosis, because Um, I did my research and saw that as, um, success for so many people, including Terry Walls, who kind of wrote the, 
the, the big protocol for autoimmune disease, especially MS patients. Um, and then as you, like, if you're constantly educating and learning, like my fiance just sent me, um, a podcast, um, found my fitness on MS patients and intermittent fasting and all of that. And it's like, why I not? just did a 24 hour like, fast. I just came off of it yesterday. <laughs> there's always things to do. And there's always going to be like, I always ask my guests, like, what's a pain point? So it sounds like the pain point is obviously for you was, you know, constant yeast infections, which I can attest to, um, is not fun. And it is something that you want to solve. Um, but there's constant optimization and, you know, uh, so much of our, our food sources are compromised. So if we continue to eat a certain way for a while, we aren't going to be getting the nutrients that we need. And no matter how much supplementation, um, we, we get, it may not be enough. And then, you know, maybe our body then needs variety and, um, we transition, you know, there's so many, I've had guests on the show who were raw vegans for years and then had, and then their body was missing animal protein and went paleo and then vice versa. So like, it's, it's so fascinating. Um, and I love when someone's just in tune to listening to their body and saying, what should I try next? Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's different things at different times. Um, what is sort of been one of the biggest revelations is sort of around this concept of mucus, because what, um, if there's a mucosal lining in our digestion, it doesn't matter really what we're eating because we're not really getting the nutrients. We're not really being able to absorb. And so I've been very, very thin my entire life. And, you know, my friends are like, oh, you know, whatever, we have no sympathy for you, skinny bitch. But the reality is, is I haven't been absorbing the nutrients in my food. And so that has been a really powerful revelation for me and motivator for me to notice. And now that, you know, I am doing the, before I started 100% fruit, I was doing it a little bit and I would really notice when I would eat a certain food and it would then have a mucosal reaction afterwards, like in my nose, not being able to breathe or in my throat. And so that's sort of becoming my compass more than really, you know, raw vegan or this or that, like, is this creating mucus for me? Yeah, it's so true. That was one of the, the signs and symptoms when I cut out dairy way back in like 2009 was I would eat dairy and then I would immediately get like mucus in my throat. Um, and it's funny cause you hear like singers, uh, talk about like, Oh, I can't have any dairy before singing because they would have mucus buildup. And it's like, it's, it's just a nice little sign and symptom that your body doesn't really want to di- digest that at the moment. Um, okay. Before we kind of go way down the, the tangent of health, I still want to kind of get into other things that you do for your like holistic self-care. So although you live in Costa Rica and you do not sound like you have any stress in your life, if you ever let yourself um, get worked up about something, do you have any kind of like evening routine habits that you can do to decompress or do you live a very stress-free life? (laughs) No, I mean, you know, there's always going to be things, right? (laughs) No matter how seemingly stress-free, you know, and and actually living in the jungle, it's still a second world country. So I actually have some stressors that like you wouldn't even think about, you know, sometimes, you know, a tree falls on the power line and I don't have power, water or internet for three days. With a little baby. <laughs> so, you know, things like that can happen for sure. And and you know, and and too, you know, my man, he's French and we do have some cultural differences. He's not too keen on the fruit diet. He's a French chef. <laughs> 
So we, we have some moments, you know, where we, you know, and I am a strong woman who, who really likes to stand my ground and, and speak my mind. So, so yeah, I, I don't want to by any means give off the impression I'm living a completely stress-free life. I've just, I've just sort of figured out the career work, you know, work-life harmony a little bit better than I did in my younger years. Um, yeah, you know, I found getting into nature instantly chills me out. So like if something's happening in the house and it's, it's not going well either, you know, with a logistic or even, you know, with my man or something, I'll just like strap the baby on in the backpack or I'll just get my dogs and we'll just go like deep into the jungle. And I just reconnect. I look, I, I now it's like, I'm that girl now that's like touching the trees. Like they're my trusted friends and, you know, to having moonlight conversations with the moon. Um, so I will literally go and put my hands on a tree and I will just ask her how, well, she's too big to hug it. It's like a car could practically go through some of these Guanacostas. But I will literally look at her and just go, wow, the storms you have weathered, the grace that you have, just like the peace that you are, are holding despite all of these things that have happened around you. And it just reminds me, you know, it just anytime I can remind myself that I am part of nature too, um, it really helps me keep perspective of, you know, not sweating the small stuff. Oh, I love it. Um, and we're giggling because, uh, you know, if anybody's listening to this, like on their commute in traffic or in the office or at the gym, they're just like, yeah, it's so nice when you have guests on the show who are so in tune with nature, but it's like, I don't live in the Costa Rican rainforest. It's like, but we all have nature around us. Even if like when I was living in Toronto, I would go running in the Don Valley trails which was uh, like the closest thing you could get to nature in the middle of the city. Um, and now I can walk out into my backyard and put my feet in the grass if I really need to get grounded. So it's all I mean, that's exactly. No, I mean, it's, I mean, I used to live in LA, so I, I can totally relate. And, and really even just finding like a little tree. I mean, I used to always look at this one tree in the middle of like the 101 and the 5 and the 110 freeway when I was doing my commute in LA. And I would be like, you are such a goddess. Like, how have you survived in the middle of this like three freeway overpass? Um, and yet she still would like bloom her pink flowers every year. And it just reminds me that, you know, we can still thrive even in challenging situations. I love that. Um, well, I feel like I could talk to you for a really long time, but I want to be cognizant of my, my listeners time. So, um, let's end with uh, my favorite question, but will you tell us what your definition of happiness is? Sure. Um, you know, my definition of happiness is when I'm feeling light and free in my body and when I'm you know, feeling hopeful in my heart, when I feel inspired to create, when I feel you know, like I've been kind to myself. And so, you know, I want to translate that kindness to other people, even if it's just, you know, stopping to pick up, you know, in this town, we pick up hitchhikers. I've been stopping to pick up a hitchhiker who needs a ride. Um, it's really like feeling like the gentle breeze on my skin. It's feeling financial freedom and knowing that I don't need to worry about money. It's knowing that I have, that my journey has, um, with all of its hardships along the way has gifted me things that I know that I can now turn around and help other women rise with. 
Um, it's, it's belly laughs. It's fresh pineapple juice. It's my baby and I giggling about something together. It's, you know, uh, you know, stolen conversation with the full moon when I'm barefoot out in the middle of the street. It's, um, it's connecting with women like you. So yeah, it's a lot of things and it's, and it's ever evolving. I could just listen to you keep going for a long time. This is like, I love this list. (laughs) Oh, this is so beautiful. I absolutely love that we had time to connect. I'm so grateful for what you're doing in the world and where your life is taking you. And, um, I'm glad my listeners could, could spend a little time with you. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. And I have some stuff for your listeners. So um, if you want to put in your show notes, emilypereira.com slash the alpha female. And there you, your listeners can download six ways to rev your feminine radiance right now and also some other goodies. Perfect. All right. That'll be in the show notes. Fantastic. Thank you so much. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. It's the most popular mushroom product on the market, and I've actually been drinking their Shaga tea even before they sponsored the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I figured it was about time I got you guys a beautiful discount so you could snag your own mushroom coffee, tea, or hot cacao mix. I'm obsessed with the Shaga mushroom tea. I drink it in the afternoon for a really high dose of antioxidants. And then the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is my favorite for an evening treat if I have a sweet tooth craving. So use the promo code alphafemale at checkout for 10% off and you can shop on their website at foursigmatic.com. For the listeners of the Alpha Female podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode and just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.